It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yes. Get away from Rat, everyone. He's hangry. He's oh, very yeah. hangry. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's hangry, Matty Rogers. You've got to steer clear of him. I'm Welcome right. to the show, Sports Day on a Tuesday night. Scotty Saylor, Matty Rogers, yes. and Daddy Vass is in the house as well. All these hey, screens boys. around us with all the players over in oh. Vegas and got photos of mates of mine sitting in business class showing their boarding pass on their way to Vegas. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Oh, I'm not a little bit jealous. That's I'm a lot jealous. <laughs> and that's probably half the reason why I've been in a bad mood all day. <laughs> Speaking to all my mates who are on planes and mm. heading to the airport. Yeah. Now KFC's got a new, a new segment tonight as well. We're going to get Daddy Vass to uh, explain that. Actually, explain now, Daddy. But how are you first and foremost? Oh, yeah, not too bad, boys. Not too bad. So what, the KFC segment, it's yeah, it's a new segment. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be like a like a debate. Okay. Called mm. the Colonel's Court. Colonel's Court. Court. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so we're, we're going to throw up a bit of a, a debate for the listeners yeah. based around the Vegas round one opener. And we're also going to debate. Is it true only two family members at a time from the Colonel's knows the... The secret herbs and spices? Yeah, recipe. Or is it the way it's cooked? Mm. I don't know. Chicken and the egg it's thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, throw up, we'll throw up original fillet versus zinger yep. as well. That'll be in there. So... Stay okay. tuned. Okay, nice. Mm. And thanks to our partners, the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further. For Aussie farmers, if you want to get involved in the show, send an SMS or a text message, 0457-736-736. For our Kiwi listeners, first test starts on Thursday, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, double eight, double three. How are you going to fare in the test match series? You're a little bit more, you're a little bit more I suppose, confident with the, with the test series. No, 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 no. I, I think, I think, um, Australia, well, I th- well, I want Australia to win, but th- there's a, I think there's a lot more that can go wrong in a, in a test match. So you just, it's a little, a little bit more up in the air for me, mm. but I, you know what I'm most disappointed about? What? Two test matches. What is that? <laughs> I don't know what our New Zealand listeners think about it, but I just can't believe we're playing two test matches. Like play one. It's like the women's state of origin. Play let's, three. Let's, let's play two state of origin. Or origins. play five. Like don't <laughs> yeah. don't play two. Yep. Like what happens if they win one each? Yeah. Everyone's gonna feel like 
What do they say when you have a draw? It's like kissing your sister. Yep. <laughs> I know in some places that's that's all right. But not here. <laughs> Shout out to our Tasmanian listeners. Uh, on the show tonight, we've got Brisbane assistant coach Johnny Cartwright from Vegas to tell us how the Broncos have been preparing for this clash there. They've been based in L.A. Uh, all around. Yeah, L.A. it was. I think South Sydney and San Diego. And they will head to Vegas tomorrow, I'm led to believe. The Brisbane Broncos. I've got to say, when we weigh up both these sides, or the four sides, that Roosters versus Broncos side, it is stacked, isn't it? Ridiculous. With talent. Because tonight, of course, it's TLT. We'll have our team list Tuesday. Can you LT. You've got to change it. Oh, <laughs> that is music horrific. to my ears that you are saying. I've been, since I first started here. Yeah, I remember yeah, your first day. I, I, gee, I've got to settle down a bit. I'm, mm. Steve's already into me. What's the little man angry about today? I love it when he goes yeah. off. Steve, we know when he gets off his chair. He starts. He oh. gets up off his chair, and his wings I'm start just, flapping. I'm just, and, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Go, Our very <laughs> special guest. Also, you would know who she is, but if not, we need to remind you about Bonnie Hancock, who was an absolute inspiration to many. What a great athlete. Yeah. Two-time Guinness World Record holder. Of course, she paddled around Australia in record time. Eight months it took her. She is now published a book, a memoirs of her trip around Australia. And I've got to say, she's an amazing chat with a great outlook on life, but also the fear that she challenged May. and was faced on a daily basis is frightening. I interviewed Bonnie at a lunch last year and I was just like goosebumps the yeah. whole time I, she was explaining and, and I'm sure she'll talk a, a lot about it, but, um, oh, mate, it's terrifying. She's an amazing person, yeah, an absolutely yeah. amazing person. So uh, inspiring. So she's going to... Join us a little bit later on. We've got the Colonel's Court from KFC and three burning questions. A little bit of a tease here. It's got a bit of a Roosters theme because it's been reported over the last 48 hours. The Roosters have, here we go, Rooster Muzz, Bondi Jack, $3 million, a spending spree to go to the open market. What? $3 million. The what? Roosters have $3 million. Yeah. <laughs> They've always got $3 million. <laughs> when, haven't, through, when haven't they had $3 million? I was just going through their players. Who, so Man, Are you serious? So Man, yeah, I am serious. Manu's leaving to go to rugby. Yeah. So we know what's going to happen with Manu, don't we? we it, it's no. clear as day. So he's going to go over to French rugby, is it? Mm, probably. Or Japan, wherever. Wherever he's going to play. So mm. it's a million dollars he'll get there. Mm. And then he'll finish before June 30. Yeah. And he'll come back at a... Reduced rate. Heavily reduced rate. Pro rider rate. Play the last half of the season. Mm. For the roost, roosters, mm. and um, everyone wins. Yeah, absolutely, wins. they do. You got Joseph Suwali who's leaving, so they can't re-sign him. Angus Crichton coming off contract. Luke Keary, I'm led to believe you've said Daddy Vass has re-signed. He's re-signed. Yep. Okay. You got Daniel Tupo as well. There's a lot of money involved there. A lot of money. Yeah, when you when you look at it like that, yeah. There's, I mean, but you would think Tupo will re-sign. Yeah, he's he's been a pretty. He's been a great servant, great servant hasn't for he? the club. You would think, well, well Kiri has re-signed. I, I can't imagine I'm not re-signing Crichton. Yeah, well, he's well. We go through the team soon. And if you haven't seen the team, he's missed out on the 17. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, look, they're going to have a little bit of money. What Warrior Hargraves is leaving, obviously. So there's a little bit of money. So if you're up there. Roosters fans, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six, or if you're a Roosters fan in New Zealand, double eight double three. Who would you like? Who would you like the Roosters to go after? Because there's. There's not a lot of high talent, high profile. I shouldn't say talent. Not a lot of high profile players are coming off at the end of this year. Oh, I don't think that matters. Mm. I think what the Roosters want, they generally get. Wow. <laughs> Just something I picked up on on last year with Robbo. He he took Kiri 
in and out of the side for a few few, few um, games, and yeah. also yeah. Walker. But he looked a bit frustrated on what they were kind of dishing out at times last season. Robinson. Yeah. He seemed frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He 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 looked a little bit like, for the first time I've seen, he looked a little bit flustered. I'm not sure if, if you noticed it, Sats. He looked a little bit flustered at times last year, and like he was almost searching for the answers when he. In years gone by, he's always looked so confident. Regardless Sorry, who's of how this? Trent Robinson. Oh, Trent Robinson, yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of getting at how much patience do you think he has with that halves partnership if they don't fire this season? That's the best halves partnership. For the Roosters? Yeah. Yeah, we Walker saw it when, when Walker came back in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He just went through a bit of a, you know, as every young player does, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they go youngster. through a bit of a bump in the road and they just got to get over it and he got over it. So yeah. they won't go after a senior half? I don't think they need to. They just need to, well, when they've got young We've got a couple of young players that are coming through, but I don't think they really need to. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a rooster muzz. Worm and Splinter. Why are you Splinter again? Splinter, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Master Splinter. He was a rat. <laughs> Two <laughs> <in> the <laughs> sewer. <laughs> 2013, Sam Momoa. 2014, George Burgess. 2016, Andrew Fafita. 19, Jerry Huggers. What is it with props getting ripped off from the clubs? That's not what we're talking about, Rooster Muzz. Oh, Rooster Muzz, he's, he's, he's off the bit. He's, I've got to say. He wants to, fair point, though. 2019, Jerry Hargraves. Jack Whiten got that. I, I've never agreed Mate, with. 2016, uh, that, that was a travesty. Andrew Fafita was... No, Luke Lewis. No way. By just the length you, of just the he was your mate. He played the 80 minutes. No, no. Are Mate, you serious? Andrew Fafita, they do not win that grand final. You're no an chance. Absolute idiot. No. Now, on the back of Joey Manu, you you put in here also Luke Curious into the future of Joey Manu to the LA media. What what's he said here, Cohen? He said if he's if he does end up going, that's totally fine. We'll miss him a lot, but it'll be awesome to watch his journey. I think he's saying that tongue in cheek, isn't he? Yeah. You don't want to see Joey Manu go. Well, I, I think I think he's saying it. Um, ju- just because he knows he's going to come back. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. That's what he's saying? Yeah. Mm. we got a caller. Yeah, we got Damo on the line. Damien. How are you, Damo? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, doing well, doing well. Uh, these roosters were $3 million. Because uh, <laughs> we're losing so many outside backs, uh, Selwyn Cobo, uh, is he off contract? No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> Selwyn's not off. No. Nah. Isn't he? No, he's not. Oh, bloody hell. All right. Yeah. So you're, no, roo- that's you're, unfortunate. No, have... you're a rooster man? I heard a rumor that he was off Yeah, yeah, big rooster fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, boys, the best part about Jared Warrior Hargraves announcing that this is his last season in the NRL is that, you know, as a rooster fan in Queensland, I've now got a chance to get to every possible game that he's playing here at Suncorp, Redcliffe, or even Gold Coast, to get to see him play one last time in the in the Tricolours. So I really appreciate that from him, you know? How awesome is it? I, yeah, I, he's good. my favourite front row and has been for many, many years. Yeah. Dame, I'll tell you a story. I think Rat's already heard this. But when we were setting up the Gold Coast Titans, uh, a mate of mine mm. who's a player manager rang me and said, listen, there's this kid playing first grade rugby in Sydney. He's 18 years of age. His name's Jared Warrior Hargrove. So I stayed down during the 2007 year and I... I watched a couple of rugby games, and this kid was outstanding. He was just everywhere. And I, I remember getting a couple of videos or CDs, DVDs, and going to Johnny Cartwright, who was the coach. Yeah. And I always bag Johnny Cartwright about this. He finds it quite funny. And we watched the games. He said, mm, I don't think the kid will make it in league. 
He's had a fair Good career, judge. hasn't he? Good judge. Hey? Yeah. He's had a fair <laughs> career. Yeah. Mm. yeah, no worries. Well, thanks, Damien. Thanks for the call. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, if you want to get involved in the show, one three hundred zero one eleven in 70 like Damo has, give us a call and have a chat about whatever you want to chat about. We mightn't have mentioned something. And if you want to have a chat, please do so. Now, the rat is talking rubbish. How are we from Kellyville? <laughs> what am I talking rubbish about? What are we about? talking rubbish about? I don't know. I'm hey? just... I'm just I'm, I'm a little bit hyperglycemic and my food didn't arrive. So well, I'm well, Daniel from Prairie Wood, <laughs> listening on the SEN app, says, can someone get rat a Snickers? He's not himself when he's hungry. <laughs> he's not, honestly, he's really hard to work with when he's hungry. Oh, yeah. mate. Now, um, what we're loving about Vegas is the exposure. Now, I've been led to believe on the ground over there, uh, on the ground over there, there hasn't been a lot of promotion in Vegas. No. I mean, Manly been doing a lot of work and take my hat off to Anthony Seabold and co for for getting the, the Manly team out there so early. But hasn't been a lot of in the press. But one thing did happen is that Jason Saab, the Manly winger, he did go on Vegas television morning show, KLAS 8 News. 8 News. That's a word there. Eight I had to do it twice. <laughs> yeah. and, um, but the problem was, and this has really got under the goat of Daddy Vaz, he said they didn't even let him talk. Have a, have a listen. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Super Bowl's <laughs> come and gone. Now a different sport taking over Allegiant Stadium. The National Rugby League is ready to roll into Las Vegas, of course. Uh, kickoff is coming up this weekend. This is going to be so much fun. And, Jason, appreciate you being here. Jason Sab is here. And, Jason, we appreciate you being here. <laughs> One of the stars of the Sea Eagles. And, Ron, I'm excited about this. Because this is going to be a lot seat. of fun. I mean, the this is going to be a fun sport out there. <laughs> when you think about what goes on here, no timeouts, no blind. I mean, it's just, it's just a brutal sport. It is, it is. Do these games, are these important games? These games count, don't they? Yep, yep, yep. So these this games. This is like bringing the NFL over to Australia and they would count. <laughs> exactly, these games are yeah. going to count here. So they're, they're not exhibition <laughs> matches. They're not friendlies. <laughs> Any danger of, of hearing talk. from him? <laughs> let him talk, mate. Oh, <laughs> mate, that, they were talking over each other, the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a text message here, 0457 736 736. You got one there, Rad. It's from Josh of... It's, uh, yeah, yeah, he says, Tessie New, Nick Kotrick, Nick Meany, Remus Smith, Luke Metcalf, Semi Valame, Paul Alamotti, Paul Alamotti, Taylor May, Isaiah Cass. He's only signed one year. Off contract. He's only signed one year at Penrith, Paul Alamotti. Mm. Be going after Nick Meany. Nick yeah. Meany? In a heartbeat. I think yeah. Luke, Luke Metcalf by the yeah, end of this season mate, with Luke the Warriors, he'll be, he'll be in demand. The Warriors yeah. won't let him go. I don't think they'll let him go either. Um, well, I mean, he's off contract at the end of 2025. He'll be free to speak to anyone next year. No, he's off contract at the end of this year. Oh, the end of this year? Yeah, so he oh, can sign November one now. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what, um, uh, where is he? Um, Tessie New is going to be interesting. And Nick Meany is, is going to be one of those players that sort of fills in anywhere. That's, that's actually some good names. Now, Paul Adamoli, what I was trying to get to with Penrith, um, Sonny Taruba went down in the World yep. Club Challenge. Yep which means Taylor May, who I thought was really good for his first game back after 12 months, mm. could uh, move back to the wing, opens the door for Paul Alamotti. Yeah, mm. yeah it does. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, very very handy player. Stu says the Roosters always have $3 million to spend. It's a G up. They need to take their hand off their rooster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, for Dolphins fans, a uh, little bit of a scare as Herbie Farmworth has limped off training today giving Wayne Bennett a few concerns. And Christian Wolf, their coach, of course, every other team outside of the four have got this weekend off. And round one is the following weekend. And, of course, you've got to remember the four teams that are playing this weekend, they've got round two or round one the following weekend. Those four teams have got the bye that weekend, which is uh, 
which will take him a while. Take him a while by the time you get back. Jet lag will knock him about a bit. One rat. Yeah, it will. It, and it's good that they've got that extra week. Especially if you've got a couple of soft tissue injuries mm. as well, like corks Co- and sitting coming on this, planes. Coming from the US to Australia is yep. is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, going from yeah, going yeah, go, going the other way is, is a lot easier. And I learnt that through travel um, and the the science behind it. So. And when I say the science behind it, I didn't do the science. I was told the science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, um, nothing a few beers at the pub uh, when you first arrive doesn't help. Doesn't when, when do you reckon they'll come back? So if they play sun, Saturday their time. Yeah, they they'll c- probably come back on Sunday. They're going to come imagine. back Sunday? Yeah, or maybe Monday. I mean, if there was there's, a, no, there's no great rush for them to get if back. If there was a red eye, I reckon most clubs want to get their clubs out of team players out oh, if there was a red no. eye. Hey, well, well, a few of them anyway. Yeah, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient, uh, Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And after the break, our new segment, KFC's Colonel's Corner. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Now it's time for Colonel's Court, thanks to KFC. Score big with KFC's Footy Feast. Order today. Ah, the Footy Feast. Plenty of those are going to go down in the next, what, 30 weeks? Can I get a Footy Feast, please? It's on its way, right? It's on its way. We'll be having a Footy Feast. Don't worry about that. You'll get your food. Get your food. (laughs) Hey, before we get to our KFC's Colonel's Court, Steve from Dubbo, is Bonnie Hancock's book called The Girl Who Touched the Stars? It is, Steve. Yes, it is. It is an absolutely amazing read. It's a five-star review on on Amazon, and we're going to talk to her very, very soon. She's an amazing story. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite inspiring, I've got to say. And with the KFC's Footy Feast order today, the argument is, or the debate is, what matchup are you most looking forward to seeing in Vegas this weekend? And they are all over the place, absolutely all over the place. And we've got the fullbacks first and foremost. You've got uh, Mitchell and you've got Trebojevic, you've got Walsh and you've got Tedesco, just to name them. You, go, well, you boys got to pick one. Just one well, matchup. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. Jeez. Hey, what about Spencer Looney starting? <laughs> yeah, Spencer hey? Looney starting. Wow. Just, just cool your jets over there, Daddy. It's coming from you. Mate, we're here to break the rules, <laughs> not not follow them. <laughs> no, okay, you get, one is my, my matchup that I'm excited to see. Uh, Jakey Trevojevic, Jerbo versus Cam Murray. Why? The two number 13s. I just, I just love the, both the way they – I love the way they both play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think both of their games will go a long way to setting the platform for either side's victory. I think whoever wins that battle is a big chance of um, leading their team to a win. There you go. Nice. I love Jake Trevojevic. I love his tackle technique. Oh, I just want to see him give plenty of thumbs up over there to the US fans. Just that lazy thumb. The lazy thumb. He doesn't know whether to put it up up or down. (laughs) He he wants to get it up, but he's like, oh, they're going to bag me. Oh, I'm going to get it up there. I'm going to get it up. He's just the loveliest guy you could ever meet. Mm. Great family. Um, Well, it's easy to say Walsh and Tedesco and co. Um, Mine's Manu. Joey Manu, who will play on the their right side. Correct me if I'm right. Yeah, no, nah, he will. Yeah, Brister Muzz and Bondi Jack and Co. Up against the new centre, Selwyn Cobo. Now we, you know, you'll hear from. We're going to ask Johnny Cartwright about Selwyn Cobo playing in the centres and and how he'll handle it. 
you know, he's just an absolute athlete. So I'm looking forward to that. Joey Manu up against Selwyn Cobbett. Honestly, when you walk up along, listeners, if you never had the chance to walk up alongside these guys, like, you know, your front rollers are always big and your back rollers, but if you get the opportunity to walk up alongside these guys like Cobbo and Manu, who play in the centres, it is ridiculous how big they are. Like, Rat, yeah. you would have, they would have thrown you oh, I mean, to Wollongong yeah, if yeah, you yeah. played today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I did play against, um, what was his name, Williams? Um, played for Manly. Um, Not Daryl Williams. No, 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 no. The big centre. I don't know. He was a big fella. Um, yeah, I played against a lot oh, of big Tony guys. Williams. Tony Williams. Tony Williams, yeah. yeah Wendell Saylor, Lottie Dekiri, they're all pretty big guys, yep. you know, we I wanted to play against. But but the, the game has changed that. But my, I don't know if it's if it's you know, watching the chicken nowadays. Everyone's just getting bigger. Mm. Like, generationally, we're just getting bigger, right? Yeah. That's a fact, I think. I think we, we are genuinely getting bigger. And the guys, the, the athleticism of... These bigger guys. You haven't just been fed. You're getting skinny. Oh, right? I know. I, yeah. I didn't eat a lot of chicken when I was a kid, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> mm. no, I tell you, I was standing in the tunnel once. Uh, it was a Manly versus Panthers game. It was like the last year, year before. And the Manly forward packs walked down the, the tunnel. Mm. And it was Paseca and Ola Kawatu and oh. all those those big Manly forward. I'd never seen bigger humans in my life. Yeah. Who yeah. Do you, who, are, are forward packs more destructive now or back? back then. It's, you can't compare. Mm. I mean, you different really game. can't. It's, it's a different game. I mean, when, when, when we started, if you came off the field, you were off. Mm. So it wasn't just like, it was a war of attrition as much as it was about size. Like you, and, and for someone like me, it was great because you would just sweat on, you know, those later stages in the halves where you could really sort of dominate, you know, the, the bigger men. Like you'd look for the bigger men to run it because they, you just knew that they were spent. And they, they couldn't be replaced, otherwise they weren't coming back on. So mm. um, nowadays, you know, there's, you get a bit of a rest and you can come back on. And, and then they brought in that ridiculous rule, which was unlimited interchange, which is just, it was the most ridiculous. Oh, near killed me. Oh, it was near, terrible. Near, near, near retired me, that So rule. I remember we were at Penrith the first half of the year. We were flying. We were going really well. One of the best defensive sides in the comp. And then all of a sudden, the big man, good big man beats the big, uh, good little man. We had a little pack. And then the Broncos, they just roll out Webke, Sivanasiva, Thorne, Harvey Howard. Oh, how was it? Tony pack? Carroll. Kevin Campion was, mate, oh, it was mate. a Biafran yeah, in yeah. their side. Yeah, yeah. it's quite a, it's amazing. Hey, you look at forwards back in the older days, and not so long ago, but forwards that could have played in any era. I had, yeah, this, right. I had a really good debate with a, a group of 60-plus um, guys that I see some mornings, and they're talking about forwards that could play in any era. And, and I, I look at guys like Chuck Raper could have played in any era. Noel Cleal. It's the first one that came to Noel my mind. Noel Cleal. Bobby McCarthy yep. could have played in any era. Yep. Clyde. Oh, yeah. Clyde could have played from the 50s all the way through to now. Yep. Easy. Yeah. Absolutely easy. We've taken that actually off topic, haven't we? For our well, what no, you're right. Right. Yeah. You're right. oh, Colonel's well, Court. Well, well, just to get us back on topic, um, Matchup I was looking forward to was JWH versus Haas and Carrigan. I still can't believe JWH can't, uh, won't be in Vegas playing when we are trying to promote the game in the US. Big mistake, NRL. That was from 133. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, um, talk about matchups. Now, in that audio before, yeah. at the end of it, Saab said he was talking about mascots. Mm -hmm. And the kind of US guy said, you know, Russell Crowe is, is for bunnies. And He's not a mascot. 
Reggie the rabbit's the mascot. No, yeah, Russell Crowe is sort of a mascot. God. Yeah. No, but he, he looks a little mascotish in some of his movies. <laughs> 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 no, he said you're, he you're like supported by Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said Hugh Jackman, obviously, with you and Manly. So who who would went between those in the UFC? Oh. UFC. Hey, hang on. Let, let, let's put it. So you've got prime gladiator mm-hmm. versus Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Or Russell Crowe played James Braddock as well in Cinderella Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking gladiator would beat him. Um, beat James Braddock. Okay. But but I'm going with Wolverine. A guy, that come, a guy that has spikes that come yeah, down yeah, his, his hands skin. And you can't hurt him. He's well, on the back of mascots, like Reggie the rabbit beats the seagull, doesn't he? No way. If the halftime... Mate, a seagull eats a rabbit. On yeah. the, no, that eats fish. But <laughs> an eagle eats a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> an oh, eagle. Mate, I've seen eagles flying with a rabbit in their talons. Yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. whoa, 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 hey, 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 whoa. So hey, at hey, halftime entertainment, <laughs> if they had halftime entertainment... And they went the Reggie the Rabbit mascot up against the Seagull mascot. Oh, Seagull. Reggie the Rabbit would... Pounds him. No. Seagull pounds him. Reggie gets under his, under his, Gar- under under his, his guard, under his wings, <laughs> gets up underneath the wings, Not takes him to the ground. And on the, other, on the flip side of that, you've got what? You've got Buck the Bronco. Now, has Buck the Bronco got to go into quarantine? Like, if you oh, take an animal they, overseas... They, they've probably got... His his mate his his they're brother probably, Bart his probably, cousin <laughs> Bart probably, the Bronco <laughs> they probably borrowed the Denver Broncos yeah, yeah, to be yeah, the mate. Brisbane Bronco yeah, yeah. up against who are they playing Roosters Roosters, Roosters. Oh. Chook stomp all over a rooster yeah. no stomp chance. all over Ray Price could have played in any era but guess who's sent that oh. <laughs> so boys oh there you go two three three great point. Romper Stomper Russell would give Wolverine a run for his money. Oh, Romper Stomper Russell. Hey, listen, I, Gladiator is my favourite movie. I've probably watched it about 36 <laughs> times. And I love Russell. And we've had him on the show. Yep. But, mate, Wolverine, peak, peak fitness Wolverine. No. Yeah, yeah. Not the tired old Wolverine. <laughs> and definitely not Peter Allen, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Boy, I'm talking Wolverine. Yeah. Well, he's just a different guy. Okay. Know, different guy. You did dance hands, then. You did the dance hands. <laughs> okay, I'll throw another one at you, okay, yeah. as part of our KFC's Colonel's, Colonel's Court. The original Philip Burger or the Zinger Burger? Ah, oh, stop the fight. It's a Zinger Burger. <laughs> nah, see, I'm a traditionalist. Oh, he's, you had a mayonnaise on the, me, the original? Yeah, oh, I love them, actually. You know what? I do <laughs> love an original. Every now and then I do go on original, but the Zinger. I'm telling you, go the zinger with the bacon and cheese and ask for a little bit of extra sauce. Just and, and when you ask for extra, they've got to make you a new one. Yeah. So you make it's always fresh. That's the trick to the trick of the trade mm. for the drive through at KFC. Oh, but let's be real, no matter what your order when you're eating KFC, everyone is a winner. Kick back and enjoy the footy with KFC's family feast. Order now and score big. Johnny Cartwright from the Brisbane Broncos joins us after the break. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Oh, what a pass from Walsh. Cobo back inside and Walsh will go under the sticks. That's better from the Broncos. 
The round one of the NRL this Sunday kicks off 12.30pm. Wherever you're watching the game in New South Wales, Queensland's 12.30, in New South Wales. The Seagulls up against the Bunnies. And then the game after that, well, it's the Roosters up against the Brisbane Broncos. And on the phone, we have live from well, LA at the moment, I think. I think that'd be right, wouldn't it? Johnny Cartwright, how are you, Carty? Uh, good, boys. Yeah, we're still in LA, mate. We've got our, all our prep will be done over here. Uh, we get over to Vegas on Thursday. Okay, so 1987, Alan Langer, the fourth origin match, gets third in a bodybuilding comp in some bar in LA. Has he revisited that old stomping ground or not? Uh, he might have gone back there, but he wouldn't win the contest this time, <laughs> mate. No way. Uh, Muscle Beach. Muscle Beach. You've been down to Muscle Beach or not yet, Cardi? Yeah, we actually... Uh, we actually went for a stroll through there today. Uh, we had a bit of a day off today, so had a stroll through uh, Venice Beach and into Santa Monica. Nice. How, how are the boys settling in, Cardi? Because obviously, you know, we've seen vision of them at the Lakers, and you know, there's a lot of excitement. Um, are, are you are you nervous at all about them being overawed by the environment? And I mean, obviously, you're going to Vegas on Thursday, so you're not going to have a whole heap of time before the game. Um, I know we used to use the Gold Coast as a bit of a 14th man. Are you worried about them being over, overawed by the situation? Um, it, it is a different uh, preparation, mate. I've I, I got to say that. Um, it's, you know, just the build-up. Um, and the players are that excited about going into Vegas to play at that stadium, you know, on the back of the, the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago. Uh, like you said, the Lakers game... Um, it's it's different is the best way to put it, but we've still got a fair bit of time um, between now and the game, and and we'll gradually build um, with each training session we have. What's it, what's it look like, Cardi, when you when you're training in those those different conditions, and um, are you doing like two a day sessions, or are you trying to you know, with different climates and whatever it may be? Has it been a little bit different to what you're normally used to? Oh, it's been good because it's been such a hot summer uh, over in Brisbane, but. Uh, the Rams have been great for us. Uh, they've marked the field out for us to the dimensions that we're going to play on. I don't think anyone will notice too much. It's a little bit narrower. I think, not sure the dimensions exactly, but it is slightly narrower. So it'll help the bigger blokes, I would imagine. Six metres, to be exact. It is. It's six, from 69 down to 63 metres wide. Wide. And yeah, then yeah. they're a little bit like the old Olympic Park Melbourne Storm yeah, in gold yeah. as well. So. Uh, you got one of the best kickers in the game in, in Adam Reynolds. We know that. Now, from the from the audio that we heard as we uh, introduced into the show, it was obviously the Cobbo and Walsh combination. Selwyn Cobbo playing in the centres. From that week one, were you happy with, with what you saw? I uh, certainly was, mate. I think they took a little bit of time to get going, and it was a hard one to judge. The Cowboys didn't have quite their, their very best players out on the field, but you can only do what you can do. And I thought... Um, you know, the time that the, the key players got to spend together, uh, they got better and better as the game went on. Um, you know, training's been good uh, for the whole preseason. We've been fortunate, you know, they've had no injuries, touch wood. Uh, so they've trained a lot together. Someone's one of those kids that's played everywhere growing up. You know, I think even when he made his, in his debut year, the year before last, he played most of that time in the centres as well. So... He's just a natural footballer, mate. You can play him in the front row. Um, mm. He'd pick it up for sure. Yeah, nice. Now, Brennan Piakura, who I think, I've been mm. watching the kid since he's about 15 or 16 Very years good. of age. I think he'll play Origin if he yep. if he allocates himself to, to um, uh, uh, Queensland. Um, how's he going? So is he all ready to go, Cardi? Because we know he, he was going over there with, with an injury cloud. Yeah, he, he's nearly doing everything at training now. So we've got three sessions. So we, we've got a full week now in front of us at training. We've got 
uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday will train. I imagine he'll do probably the majority of the session tomorrow, uh, and then he'll do everything from from then on in. He's uh, yeah, you're dead right there. He's got so much ability. That boy um, probably needs another off season. I would imagine he's he's still you know hasn't grown fully into his body. He's still very young, but ability wise, he's as good as anything out there. Yeah, his footwork and just the way he moves and his defence, it's uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, he, he knows his way around a footy field. Mate, now, Cardi, congratulations on winning the pre-season challenge. $100,000 for the club. And fancy that, 100000 in the pocket. He's in Vegas next week. So um, any plans for the money over there? Or uh, he'll be stayed tucked tucked nice and tightly in the Broncos bank account. <laughs> yeah, well, Matty Ballon stayed back uh, and looked after the team. He, he arrived this afternoon with a really big, Heavy, uh, really big case, <laughs> mate. So I'm hoping that was full of cash. Yeah. Well, you must be proud we'll of the make young. Make something of it. You, got, you must be proud of the young fellas that jump in there and they I mean, go to Brookie as well. Uh, yeah, 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 they go to Brookie and, and and they really did a number on the on the Roosters. I know they obviously had you know not not their strongest side out, but you must be proud of the young guys, you Kevy and yourself. Yeah, it, it was good to see that. It's sometimes well, it's always very hard for those guys that come in and do a preseason and. You know, they pretty much know that that's it for them. They go back to their clubs and hopefully impress and then hopefully pick up a contract at some stage, you know, in the future. So it's it was really good for them to get that opportunity because, you know, if we were at home, we would have played probably our, our strongest side in the trial, being, the you know, the last game before the comp started. But the opportunity was presented to some young fellas that have done some training trials and... Uh, by all accounts, didn't see a lot of the game, but by all accounts, they did a fantastic job. And yeah, to come away with a win in that preseason was it was um, a huge result for us. Yeah, Deloise Hoyter was really good. The centre, I've always been a fan oh, of yeah, Deloise. Yeah, he's yeah. a mature age player. Uh, now, now, Cardi, um, what's it like over there? Is it starting to gather a fair bit of momentum with with interest in relation to the game, or haven't really sort of experienced that yet until you get out to Vegas? Yeah, probably more so when we get to Vegas, mate. Like we're in LA at the moment. We've we've had some, uh, well, you know, the boys had did some promotional stuff um, at the basketball the other night. I don't know if it, if it came yeah. across in any vision, yeah, but yeah. they they spent some time with um, the mag. There was a Magic Johnson sort of yeah. came yeah, along, and yeah. I think the well, boys were down on the court the with Magic the players uh, before the game. You better call him the Magic um, Johnson, weren't you? <laughs> I missed that, mate. Sorry. I said you were about to call him the Magic Johnson. You're not, you're not really up to date with your NBA, are you, Cardi? <laughs> no, it was funny when we were walking into the stadium, and this big guy was walking towards us like he's, and it was one of those heads. You just, I knew it was somebody. I just wasn't quite sure. Shaq O'Neal was going through my mind. I'm glad I didn't say good day, Shaq. <laughs> nice. Oh, now, um, good news for the club. It's been reported over here, but that Adam Reynolds is extended for that, that year in 2025 next year. With that, Cardi, and, and with the age that he is and the history of sort of lower back and hamstring injuries, which has been well noted, is it part of the Brisbane Broncos that you you try and manage his workload as much as possible and maybe not playing in, in some games? Oh, that, that, it could get to that, mate. I think he'll probably, if he gets through the, you know, the training and he's right to play, I'd imagine he'd play most of the games, but it might be the fact of resting him through games. Um, look, to be honest with you, he he does a fair amount of the training anyway. The, the staff are good here. They pretty much, he knows his own body. They leave it up to him pretty much um, how much he gets through the sessions. And as I said, he gets through most of the sessions all the time. So he's, he looks after himself, 
and he obviously still loves the game, and, he, and he's playing great footy, so it's, it's a real bonus for us. Now, mate, another report. Uh, Kevy has uh, said he'd put his mortgage on the fact that Reese Walsh will be re-signing with the Broncos. <laughs> Are you on board with that? Are you, you prepared to put your mortgage on the line, Cardi? <laughs> Mate, Kev, uh, have you seen Kevy's house? That, that's enough of the mortgage. That'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll cover what, what Walsh's after. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be doing the same thing, mate, if I was um, players like that keep you in jobs. You know, he's he's uh, it's pretty scary how, how good he could be. You know, he's still he's still growing as a as a as a person and he's still growing as a player. Um, and what he's done, you know, he does things on the field that I really haven't seen anyone do probably yeah. since Billy Slater. So it's all in front of him and uh, I, I, he's a, seems to be a Brisbane boy now. I think he's he's very comfortable there, and I'd be I'd be very surprised if he went anywhere. Yep. Cardi, you know, people like us and and the listeners don't get to see behind the curtain what a lot of these players are like, just amongst the playing group and you know, whether like the Energizer Bunny or you know they're quite reserved and quiet. Give us a little bit of an insight in the listeners. What's Reese White like just behind closed doors with his teammates? Mate, he's very serious about his footy. And it's probably not something that, that does come across when you look at him because he's always got that cheeky smile on mm. his face. But when it comes time for football, he's, he's very demanding of, of himself and the players around him, which you know I think all the very, very good ones are like that. Um, but you, you get him away from the footy, he's, he's certainly a cheeky little bugger. Um, if I could have caught him at times, I, I would have uh, yeah, had... <laughs> I certainly had words with him. Uh, he's good for a wind-up. Uh, he's a very funny young lad, got a good sense of humour. And you're right, when you said energizer bunny, it's probably the best way to describe him. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, we, just thanks for joining us, Katie. I know it's um, yeah, it's uh, all hands on deck at the moment over in Vegas. But Rat and I were talking off air, and before we let you go, now, as a self-proclaimed wrestling champion, yeah, we know how is, good you are. That you always say you are. <laughs> D- did you critique? Pat Carrigan and Adam Reynolds wrestling technique <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Well, you know, after the in the in the once it was all the dust had settled, um, I did have words with Patty about you know me getting dusted up by a halfback. So uh, we've done a few little lectures over here. I, I used to call him Triple H, but I won't be able to call him that anymore after watching that. <laughs> nice. uh, a halfback from Redfern, even your eye gouging, biting, scratching, yeah, exactly, anything. Hey, Johnny Cartwright. Yeah, there's um, no rules with Renault. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Johnny, uh, thanks very much, Cardi, for uh, for taking time out to join us. And uh, and good luck this week. Hope you have, hope you have won the win. And then secondly, uh, hope you have a lot of fun as well. No worries. Thanks, boys. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Good guy, Johnny Cartwright. Really good guy. Oh, mate, he's one of the best. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was a fun coach to have. He oh, was a fun yep. coach to have. Interesting what he said about Reese Walsh there, that, you know, being so serious about his Yeah, career. that surprised me, actually, because mm. what you see from... And, um, and my daughter knows Reese and all that, that sort of group, same sort of age group. And mm. she's always said he's a real quality kid off the field. He's yeah. a really nice guy. Like he's a young father and um, has still got a really good relationship with the, the mother of the child as well. And um, what we see, but what we see a lot of is this cheeky upstart, you know, he's got a lot of 
Swagger. Swagger about yeah, him. Yeah, and you, and you also hear stuff that gets reported or rumour and stuff. And, you know, obviously, you know, sometimes the more negative stuff gets blown out of proportion and, and so on. But it, it is um, nice to hear that he's very serious about his footy. I, like, you, you can you can have a lot of fun and still be very serious. Mm. And um, you, you do want to enjoy what you're doing too. Yep. So, yeah, good on him. Oh, I love that he's serious about the game. He's obsessed by the game mm. because – it's like anything, isn't it? You know, if you if you want to be one of the best, that's when good becomes great. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Can you isolate that little bit there? Good becomes great. That's it. <laughs> that's outstanding. Obsession. That's outstanding. I'm full of them, Sats. Uh, Tommy from <laughs> Sydney says Andrew Abdo said they've already sold thirty five thousand tickets. Allegiant Stadium has a capacity of sixty five, so it's over half full at the moment. So, Tommy, what I'm led to believe they're going to do is they're going to close off the top section. They're going mm. to... So it's the bottom bowl will be full. Yeah, so it's, it's like they curtain it off. It looks like the stadium finishes yeah. where the crowd's going to finish as mm. well. So it's going to look like the stadium is full and they're confident of getting 40,000 there by by Sunday our time. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, the hype around town. I mean, there'll be a lot of people in Vegas that aren't there for the NFL, the mm. NRL, and, and perhaps, you know, they, they drag a few of them along. I'm sure every Aussie that is over there from now until game time will be springing it, trying to convince every person I mean, to, to go along who hasn't got a ticket. I think tickets are like $19, 19 dollars. Yeah, it's re- yeah, it is. So it's it's very, really affordable. very affordable. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of text messages here. We're going to get to a couple of them now and some after the uh, after the break as well into the second hour. A lot of them around Russell Crowe and Wolverine. Now, there's been a couple of votes <laughs> for this one. Rat, hey, boys, Russell Crowe character in the movie Unhinged would kick anyone's butt. His oh, character is definitely ter- unhinged. He was Michael. terrifying. He was in that, I, wasn't was, he? Was Russell actually playing a character in that movie? He just looked like <laughs> the lead singer of 40 foot of grunt, <laughs> 40, 40 odd foot of grunt. 40 odd foot of grunt. <laughs> oh, he definitely yeah, was. Yeah. Definitely was. Got a text here from John. He said, Rap mentioned Noel Cleal. Heard Blocker tell a story about Crusher playing on the wing in the 86 Kangaroo Tour. He trampled his opponent for 40 minutes and at halftime as they were walking off the, the little pommy wing and tapped him on the shoulder and said, excuse me, Mr. Cleal, do you not possess a sidestep? <laughs> <laughs> Regards, Grant from Ashby. Oh, how yeah, good. He was a he was a beast. Yeah, and, and I mean, that would have been a midweek game that they would have played against one of the club sides. But, mm. um, yeah. We've got a text here from Michael from Dremoyne, and I'll, I'll read it out now, but we might touch on it in the first segment after the hour, Rat and Daddy Vass. Hey, guys, do you think there would be any NFL scouts at the NRL round at Vegas? The answer would probably be possibly. Well, no, I think they'll be there just for interest. Okay, I'm going to ask you, I, I don't think they're there. I think they're on holiday time at the moment. Yeah. They, oh, might, go, ne- they might go to check it out. They never rest. They never rest. They never rest, the recruiters. I just don't think that. Okay, so Rat and Daddy Vass and mm. the listener, 0457 736 in New Zealand. If you were an NFL scout, and they said to you, okay, we want you to come away with two players. Okay, You have to come away with two players. Two players. You've got to come with two players, and we're going to, mm. we're going to coach them up to be NFL players. Mm. We know it won't work, just for argument's sake. Okay. Uh, um, Don't say it yet. We'll do it after oh, the hour. I've got a really good one. Okay. After the break, three burning questions. Things that make spot. you go, mm. <laughs> and also our very special guest, Bonnie Hancock, who, of course, is a world record holder, paddled around Australia, in eight months, she did 12,007, was it 12,700 kilometres yeah. as well. Local mm. footy's starting soon, so we'll have something on that as well. Okay, cool. Sats and Rat and Daddy Vass for a Tuesday night. We'll see you in the second hour.
the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Oh, seriously. What is this? What is this? That's loves it. I don't. That's Kylie Minogue won a Grammy for that. Oh. Good honour. I mean, outstanding. Yeah, well done, but don't play it again on our show, Isn't please. she doing some sort of entertainment this week? I don't know. Have we heard that? At, no. at, oh, is at, it half-time entertainment? At NRL. Really? Can, 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 just on that, just on that entertainment thing, Yeah. I, I was thinking, like, everyone's saying, you know, what are we going to spend the $54 million on? Mm. You know, oh, like the, NRL. The income. How, how about invest? Yes, right. Put, put a million or two million into a half-time production that gets everybody watching, not just footy fans. Bruce Springsteen. Someone. Someone massive. Who is it? Listeners? And do it every year. Do it every year. Yes. Turn it into an event. It doesn't just – because how many footy fans – Def like, Leppard. Their sh- team's not playing anyway. Mm. So, you know, create something. Bruno Mars. Start it now. There you go. Start it now. Create something where it becomes the gig that, that – it's a way you want to play in. M and M. You'd never get exactly. Him. Boom. Pay him, pay him a couple of million. He'd do it. Welcome back to the second hour of Sports Day on a Tuesday night. Sats and Rat here. Daddy Vass as well. A bit chirpy tonight, Daddy Vass. You are. You up and about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you looking forward to your KFC about to arrive? Oh, I'm looking forward to the Bronx. Glenn's yeah. text in. What's he said? He said, have a great show without me, boys. Oh, he's off tonight. What a sort. Yeah, there you oh, go. What's he, what's Get he involved in the about? show like uh, a lot of you have been. 0457 736 736 or our Kiwi listeners, double eight, double three. Like, where, where, where is this one? It's, what are you looking for? Well, I should have the name to it, shouldn't I? But uh, the, here it is. Michael from Wellington. He says, Neil Wagner. So he's texted us on double eight, double three. Neil Wagner, uh, the... Black Caps Test Bowler has retired from international cricket ahead of the first test versus Australia on Thursday. Mm. Yeah, so he's been around been around for a while. He's he's played just under seventy tests for the Black Caps. All right, so he's an, he's a pretty integral part of the team then. Yeah, yeah. Born in South Africa, but um, but plays for the Kiwis. He's best to seven for thirty nine. Well, just on that, well. Tom, Tommy from Sydney. When I was talking about why they playing two tests, right? Rat, the NZ cricket boss said they would like to play three tests, but they can't because they lose money on each test. The TV broadcast money doesn't cover the three to four days of costs. Really? Well, I, I assume that the touring team has to bear all the costs. Mm. Oh, sorry, the, the, the home. So when you travel as a test nation, your host pays for everything for you. So yep. I guess. Um, I mean, that. From all reports, the two tests are sell out. So I think four day four of the second test, which I think's in Christchurch, mm. um, is still got tickets available for that. But we heard we heard that the T twenties were a sellout, but there was a lot of spare seats yeah. as well. So uh, it'll be interesting how this first the first game plays out as well. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks to our partners at Kia, the E V nine, the Epic has arrived, the all electric seven seater and nutrient ag solutions going further. For Australian farmers, we've got things that make you go, mmm, coming mm, up very soon. Just Three arrived. <laughs> KFC. Oh, too. The footy feast. This. How good's that? Oh, so excited. Oh, I can smell it. There's a lot there. Oh. Wow. Whew. I've got to focus again. I've got to focus. I've got to focus. Um, yeah, we've got things that make you go, mmm. Three burning questions. And, of course, 
Uh, very good interview with Bonnie Hancock as well. It's outstanding. Make sure you hang around for that because, as we said earlier on, she's a very inspiring young woman. Now, Daddy Vass, you've thrown this in here. Local sport is close to starting up soon, which it is. Yep. Especially your, your winter sports. Mm. Now, getting your club ready for game day. So many volunteers. Oh. Isn't it? Outstanding. Yeah. It's what a lot of our our uh, community sport is built on, mm, isn't it? Absolutely. The volunteers. So shout out to your local legends. And we want to do that through Shouser Dog Washers. $5 from every wash goes to your footy club. Shouser.com.au. Now, we, we had the guys from Shouser on not so long ago. Yeah. You, you can get a, a dog wash set up at your footy club. Any club. Any club. Surf club, golf club, whatever it yep. may be. And $5 from every wash goes to your club, goes into yep. your bottom line. Yep. It's a great concept, outstanding concept. So local sport, shout out. Give I me actually one, saw Daddy a Shouser uh, trailer drive oh, past you? me in Palm Beach the other day. I wonder if they'll go on to the Palm Beach They're probably, AFL club. probably going to set one up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So they, set, they pay for everything. Pay for everything. They, they set, set it all set it up. up, the plumbing, mm. everything, the electrics. Yep. And the amount of dogs that are at junior sport, even senior sport, the mums and dads sitting around waiting for the kids to finish training. Wash your dog. Wash your dog. It's a great idea. Mm. Absolutely. Outstanding. So have you got a shout out for any of your club legends? Oh, it's a bit corny, but I'm going to have to say my mum. Oh, yeah. you're such a sweetie, aren't She's, you? Um, Is she listening right now? No, probably not. Right. <laughs> she might be. I don't Takes know. a lot of interest in your career. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, time to time. But um, yeah, yeah. no, she's the under 13 girls manager at Helmsville Hornets. Oh, nice she's one. Rallying a few new players and she washes all the jerseys and does all the Facebook posts and coach t coaching times and all that. So drives yeah, everyone awesome. around, picks them up and drops them off. So, yeah, yeah shout good. out to mum, Jody. So any shout outs you want to give some of the local legends with your local local sporting club? 0457 736 736 or 8833 for your Kiwi listeners. That's for com. Dot .au. Now, we had a text from Neil from Clunes. Clunes is a beautiful part of town. On your way to Lismore, little tiny town. You, you are a geographical genius. Mag, uh, macadamia trees everywhere. I actually inquired about a, a church that was for sale there. <laughs> I wanted to buy a church. <laughs> and turn, I was going to turn Why? it into Why? Well, my wife's a yoga instructor. Oh, right. And so okay. I was going to turn it into a... Do you a, do yoga? Yeah. I do yeah. short sessions with her. Like, right. I, I, I don't, right. Well, they're probably always short sessions with you. I don't, I don't have the focus to go like the whole hour. I, oh, right. oh, I oh, lose so concentration. You're talking about yoga, yoga. Yeah, yoga. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a church for sale there years ago. Yeah. And I was going to – I inquired about buying this church and turning it into like a cafe and mm. yoga studio. Beautiful part of town now. Now, he threw up the question around NFL scouts. Yes. So, would there be any NFL scouts watching the game this weekend? I think there will be. They're always looking for athletes, even though they've got this, this huge breeding ground of the college system in America. They're always mm. looking for something different. Um, and we just threw it out there. I know it would never work because we've had a few that have tried to make the NFL and have been unsuccessful. Uh, Mark Harris had a run back in the 70s, mm. famous East Centre. But in saying that, if there was two players you had to come away with, who are the two players... And if I had to pick two, yeah, I would pick Reese Walsh as a oh, just special teams punt returner, maybe punt a slot return, receiver, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and Payne Haas training to be a tight end. Well, big four, mobile 465 said that he says Jason Taumalolo, uh, Reese Walsh is a kick returner, 
and Payne Haas as well. Mm. Yeah. Yep. We've got a couple of votes here also. This is uh, Cappy Parra. Welcome to the show, Cappy Parra. I think it's your first, yeah. first text. Yep. Welcome to the show. Helam Lukey wouldn't absolutely make it in the NFL. Uh, Hamali Okawatu as well. Mm. Hamali is a tight end. That's the way yeah, yeah, Travis yeah. Kelsey yeah, yeah. plays. You've yeah. got to be sort of minimum 6'4". Six yeah, five to play the role. Solid. Yeah, got to be able to block as well, haven't they? Get a lot of apparently they, they get a lot of basketballers play in that position. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so well, straight college out of basketballers. college. Yeah, college. Yeah, okay. Well, they play football too, but yep. they're, they're, a lot of them have got basketball backgrounds. Mm. I reckon Cola. Tolu Cola is a yeah, kick really? returner. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's electric. Fletch and yeah. Hindy, they both have the bellies and bottoms to play defensive linesmen. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Hindy especially. Oh. Yeah. Just, if you haven't watched that that show that they did in Vegas, do Sin yourself City. a favour. It's outstanding, isn't it? <laughs> Don't Cam drink Murray? anything while you're watching it. You'll spit it out. Mm. Cam Murray? Yeah. No. Nah. No. Nah. Nah. What's he, he going to do? He gets snapped. Like, um, who's that guy from the 49ers? Who's a gun? McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah no. Nah. He's bigger. Nah, he, he's a... McCaffrey's like lightning too. I can just yeah, he's bigger. Our quick, our quickest player here probably wouldn't rank in the top twenty-five. Who mate, at the combine? The cheetah, it, mate. He he. Is that Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. Mate, he qualified for the Olympics. Right mm. in in hundred meters. Oh like, really? So they're, <laughs> they're proper fast. <laughs> their test is over forty <laughs> yards, not forty meters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Tolu Kola, who I, he would probably be the, the quickest. Mm. I think for us or Jason Saab, mm. they wouldn't, they wouldn't even get people turning heads. No. Who would be well, the closest? Like I say, they're just another bare bum in the shower over there, guys that mm. size. Mm. You got to be like uh, Jordan Mylata, six foot eight, and just uh, a man mountain for them to go. Oh, we could we could probably turn you into something. Yeah. yeah. Who, who would be the closest player in the NRL to McCaffrey? Um. Mm, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> No, he, he's a special human being. You, you follow him on Instagram and you see what he does in his preparation. He's not overly His big. old man won three he's Super Bowls. Powerful, yeah. And, under, and under, he, under the same coach that yeah. McCaffrey got coached by this year. Yeah, yeah. He's well, he's, no, his father. Father, sorry, yeah. 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 But, but he, his routine as a kid, his old man was just obsessed, right? His old man wouldn't let him wear jeans to school when it was like a, a, he was playing sport because they were heavy on his body and he wouldn't let him he'd tell him not to cheer at carnivals. Like, if. If he was playing a game that night or they went to a pep rally or whatever, he's like, don't, don't yell out. You're going to you know, burn up your energy. And he would take him for IVs on game day so he wouldn't cramp up and stuff. Like what? proper life obs obsessed, you know. And, and, that, and, and apparently that's the way he played, he, his dad, mm. and just fed it into his, his kids. He's the, it looks like his brother might get drafted by the 49ers next year too. Wow. Mm. I've got a player. Who? Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary doing what? Goal kicker. Yes. Oh, yeah. Punter. Yep. yep, actually. And he's got the style Matt for it Burton, too. Matt Burton, punter. Oh. Matt Burton, punter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, what about NFL defensive blocker? Jason, the unit, Matthews. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like Big it. woogie. <laughs> Just stand there. You don't have to move. They've got to run around you. They've got yeah. to do a 400 to get to the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot here, actually. Uh, Neil from Quakers Hill, Rat, says Jason Saab is a wide receiver. Yeah. Potentially, he's yep. got that build. Uh, I mean, that, those big, tall receivers that can get up to the ball. Mm -hmm. It just there's just so much to it, you know. I mean, it's like it's like expecting, you know, you can go and get a Tyree Kill, yep. who can run a hundred meters in, you know, under ten seconds, and you, you think, oh, mate, what an athlete! Let's bring him over. It, but there's just so much to learn. Okay, 
So you just asked who someone you think would be close to McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And we've got one here. 465 says, uh, Ola Kowatu, Stephen Crichton, the hammer. Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Oh. Powerful. Yes. That's what McCaff- That's McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. Roger Tuovasa-Shek as a running back would mm. be. Yeah. Yeah, there's not not a huge lifespan in the running the they running back. No, there's not. They get, get bashed. bashed. Absolutely yeah, bashed. They're, they're, char- they're carting it up. Some of those runs he took in the lead up to the Super Bowl, it's like douche, douche, oh, douche. Yeah. The way he holds his feet, the way those. Oh. I mean, the athleticism of a lot of them is pretty special. Mm. Mm. Now nine seven zero says tough guy says, does anyone want to punch on that the Broncos won't make the eight? They peaked last year. Who's, who's, who's this bloke? Where does he live? Tough guy. Tough guy, yeah. You're not really they tough, They peaked mate. last year, do you reckon? Keyboard, keyboard warrior. Brad from Redhead says, uh, Aaron Woods is a water boy. Sam Walker is a mascot. Yeah. Sam Walker would get eaten up, wouldn't he? Now, uh, let's get the three burning questions. Thanks to Toolkit Depot. Keep your text messages coming in, please. 0457 736 736 or 8833. And thanks to Toolkit Depot. The Toolkit Depot trade members get trade pricing. Sign up today. What do you got for us, Daddy Bass? Should I play the stinger? Which one? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Now it's time for three burning questions. Thanks to our mates at Toolkit Depot. Can you work on that one as well, please? No, a rat likes it. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we we top, we touched on it at the top of the show. Roosters, they have a bit of money in the kitty for next season. If you're the recruitment officer, how are you spending the money? Three million bucks, it's been reported, oh. boys. Okay, well, Rat, let's, let's throw to some of the text messages from the listeners since they heard that was going to be one of the topics. So right up the top there, you've got JJ. Yeah, JJ says, hey, boys, Cobo and Staggs come off contract at the same time. 2025, Bronco can, can't sign both due to salary cap pressure. Uncle Nick will throw the book at Cobo to play fullback. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. This young um, Callum Gromack, 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 who played for the Roosters on the weekend. Young fullback. Young played fullback. In the trial. 22-year-old. Good player. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can if you can if you can um, have that coming through your club, yeah, it just saves you a fortune, doesn't it? Because you don't have to go out and buy it. Yep, um, Cobo would be a fantastic get, but I, I cannot see the Broncos ever letting Selwyn Cobo go. What about one five eight says, "Hey Rat, AJ Brimson would fit in playing nicely at fullback for the Roosters." Yeah, again, um, I think Callum Gromek might be the the incumbent there with. Teddy, you know, coming to the end of... I mean, well, he, he hasn't mentioned anything about retirement. Um, you know, maybe he might retire from representative footy after this year or next year and see where, um, you know, it might give him a couple of extra years in uh, in, in, in club land. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think I don't think he's any... I don't think he's... He's, he's playing for the next two years, Teddy. That, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, Bono Jack says, boys, with Young, and that's Dominic Young, and Marky Marcus covers for... Tupo and Sueli, the priority is Joey Manu's spot. So Talon, talking about Talon, May, who's at the Panthers at the moment. Bondi Jack saying he'll hook up with his brother, Terrell May, but a Lomax type is the priority. Now, that's interesting Bondi Jack says that because Lomax. Zach Lomax has been picked on the wing mm. under Shane Flanagan. And I can imagine that's only going to be 
accepted for a short amount of time by well, Zach Lomax. Well, well I mean, you're going to pay 800000 to a winger. It throws your salary cap out of whack. It does, yeah. You know. So, you know, is it a matter of time before Zach Lomax says, you know what, this club's not for me. This position's not for me. I'm, I'm not... I, I think if he asked for a release, do you, do you think they'd give it to him? He, he didn't release Ben Hunt. Yeah. Do you think they'd give it to him based on the fact that we could get some money back in the cap and we can go spending? Or do they say, no, nah, you're too valuable to us? Because he's a good footballer when he's, he's on. Very good footballer. Yeah, he wants to play more reports fullback. I, I'm, mm. I'm led to believe, I think he played 5 8 in the Australian schoolboys. Lomax. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Lomax. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I heard Shane Flanagan come out when he first got appointed as coach, and he said that Sloan and Lomax will rotate during games. Like, yeah, and it makes sense if Lomax is going to play on the wing, they're going to give him that. Well, Rat, you did it. Nathan Blacklock did it. They they just roamed around the middle of the field, mm. looking for opportunities. Play like a second fullback. Yeah, but like he'll 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 go to the mm. back and switch with Sloan, which I think yeah. Sloan's a winger anyway. So yeah, yeah, mm. right. Bailey Simonson's off contract. Ooh, good player by this. Mm. Yeah, he's got he's got bigger last two seasons. Oh mate, they they all spend the off season in the gym. That's what Josh said. Josh up. said, yeah, Jazz Tavanga, Bailey Simonson, Dane Laurie, Sonny Taruva, Jai Gray, Jaden Sewer, and Mark uh, Nwonga Tuase is inbound as well. So yeah, exactly. What's the second one? Daddy yep. Bass. Now Cody Walker. Yeah, he'll feature in in Vegas. Looked like he was in doubt. He came out during the week. And said, "There's no end date on my career. I'd still love to be playing footy at the age of 39. Now, do you think you can pull it off? What's he 34 now, isn't he? Yep. Bleed it for all you can, Cody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, modern medicine is is extending careers. Uh, they're not training the way that we used to train, belting the crap out of each other on the on the training paddock nowadays, just due to the concussion protocols and you know what's you know the requirements in that regard." Um, Kildy played all his 39. I, I, I'd, I'd like to not put a, a, an, an age defiance on, on any, anyone. It's, you, you play until you don't want to or, uh, or you're non-productive. Mm. But th- that's what stops you. If, if you don't want to play uh, and you're productive, then don't play. But if, you, if, you, if you're not productive, then they're going to get rid of you. So age shouldn't really come into it. Yeah, true. Like, I mean, Cliffy Lyons retired. He went over and played in Leeds. Mm-hmm. At the back end of the 80s, 88, and he's about, he's 37, to, sort of turning 38. Mate, Kurt Sorensen played in wit- for Witness he until he too. was 38 years old. He did too. I, went, I think In the front row. And Cliffy's role changed at the back end of his career with Manly. He mm. played a bit of hooker, he came off the bench. Um, but what do you reckon about my X Factor rule? What's that? So every team can pick a player that is their X Factor player, and they can only use him in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, that's, a, so that's, if, that's if, a perfect role for... So that's Cody at 38, 39 years of age. Mm. But d- does he... Does he? Well, this is the thing, right? D- does he lose the zip at 38, 39? It gives him that X factor. Yeah, probably. But, you know, you know? Cliffy lost he's got, a zip he's as got well. He's silky, silky hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. I like it. He can pick a part. Bring in the X factor rule. X factor rule. He can pick a part, a left edge, right edge defense better than anyone. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. He just... He, he is just when they're down on the try line, he, or just when there's something going on, he's he j- he just finds his, him, himself in the right position to get the ball and put the, and score tries. You know, I noticed something in his game when commentating him in the Queensland Cup many years ago, and I call it fill the bucket. 
when he passes the ball and he winds it down as if he's got a bucket, he's going to fill the bucket full of water. Yeah. When he winds it down like that, he's always going to throw a cutout for it. Right. But when he just grabs his hands and goes through the hands really quickly, he just goes straight across the body. Right. But when he fills the bucket... Well, are you giving his secrets away? Fill, well, mate, Stephen Crichton... Stephen Crichton picked it in the yeah. grand final of 20... What was that? 21. Oh, mate. And the short ball, they were it was try time. That was great research because when he... Like I said, when he fills well, the bucket... Well, you probably gave it to him because you're a Penrith man. But I'm a South man as well. Oh, right. When he fills the bucket, he's going... You he's can't going be two. So you've got to pick one. Well, I'm, my heart is South because I've grown up with South. Right. Okay. Yeah. So... You won wow. a premiership with Penrith. I know. They got rid of me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three. Now, uh, what established NRL player yep. is set to have their biggest season yet? Mm. So we're not looking for a rookie. I was going to say Roger, but he's already won a Dally M, so you can't. can't I'm, I'm going that. Luke Brooks. Yeah? I'd yep. love to see him have a great year. Yeah, Luke Brooks at Manly, just playing with no pressure on him. He's got great leader inside him in Dally Cherry Evans. He's got Tom Trevojevic. Tommy stays on the field. I, I, I just want to see Luke Brooks have a cracking year. Mm. Mm. Me too. No pressure. Not the, not, he, got, he, he did get he got left on his, on his own, all the good players. They bailed. They, they left the sinking ship. Yep. Left him there. Geez, he, he's copped a lot of heat over the last few years. Oh, I hope he goes really got well. Got a barbecue, though. Exactly. <laughs> um, before we get to the break, and Steve from Dubbo is going to love me here, and Paramat. Hey, one of the guys actually come up to me. Hey, shout out to the guys on the light rail as well. Uh, saw one of the guys at a luncheon I emceed last uh, Friday, the Jack Beasley Foundation. He mm. came and said, I work on the light rail. We all listen to the show at night. How good doing, the, doing the night shift. So shout out to the light rail guys. Um, but uh, Parramatta, Dylan Brown. Oh. Dylan yeah. Brown will have his best well, season. Yeah. Wow, well, he's got to redeem he, himself he, after he, last year. He's, he's in my fantasy. Last so year. He's in your fantasy. Yeah, so. your fantasy drug. Yeah. Hey, actually, Daniel, was it Daniel that sent through his, his code? Oh, Daniel, mate. Yep, I'll get onto that. Yeah, I'll add that through. No, you got it. He sent it last night, though. Yeah, I've taken a, I've taken a oh, photo right, okay, of it. Yeah, yeah. I will get to that, mate. Yeah, very exciting interview coming up next, and that is Bonnie Hancock on Stats and Rat for Sports Day on a Tuesday night. That was brought to you by Toolkit Depot, that segment, three burning questions, trade member, and get trade pricing on a huge range of tools. Back after this. Can we eat this KFC now? <laughs> The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Committed physically... And mentally. What a day. Gold Coast Iron Woman Bonnie Hancock paddling around Australia in 254 days, smashing the world record. So, Rat, you and I played a game which was it was relentless. Yep. It was tough. Yep. And but we knew where our fears were coming from, didn't you? They were always coming from in front of you. We also had a heap of mates to help us out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so our very next special guest, I'm so excited to talk to We spoke to her before her world record attempt paddling around Australia. Now, we talk about fear. The greatest fear is the unknown, isn't it? Oh, you bet. And this young lady, she faced dehydration, big swells, sharks, 
whales, fatigue. Crocodiles. Cro- crocodiles. That's, that's my biggest fear because they'll come after you, those things. Yeah. And it is an absolute pleasure to have this young lady on the show. She broke the world record. We're going to catch up with her and promote her book as well. And we talk of none other than Bonnie Hancock. Welcome to the show, Bonnie. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Good chat. So is every day boring for you now after your paddle or not? <laughs> it's, it, it is a fair question because I tell you, <laughs> those eight months of paddling around Australia were action-packed. And as you've alluded to, it, it's like every time you got through one challenge or one section, there'd be something else around the corner. And, you know, being 500k out to sea, getting to shore safely, then it was being allowed in by COVID officials and the crocodiles started. You just, oh. you just couldn't predict what it was. We have an amazing coastline, but it's also terrifying and very remote, I found out, in a lot of areas. Well, that's interesting because while you were doing this, and I was following your trek and I was, I was joining in some of the, the live chats um, at times as well, and um, during your paddle, I always wondered, there's this massive big country, beautiful country of ours, but did you take any mental mm-hmm. note of some of the beautiful Australian coastlines and think, I have to come back here one day and enjoy it? Absolutely. But, you know, it took me about two months to get to that that date of of being able to appreciate, you know, for the first two months I had head down, as we do as athletes, in, you know, tunnel vision just with that world record on my mind. And there was a really significant moment about two months in. And at the end of the day, my crew got off the boat and they went and explored this incredible island and they said the sunset was just amazing. And, and I stayed on the boat and I put the compression boots on and I did the whole athlete thing. And later that day, I just remember feeling devastated for missing out on it. And I said to my crew, remind me to look right. And I was going clockwise around the country. So to right, remind me to look in and enjoy these sights and, and actually get off the boat and enjoy it at the end of the day. And when I did that, my performance started improving. I started diving off the boat, diving in with seals and dolphins and joining them on these hikes to the top of the island. And, and that's when I physically started performing better. So there was that lesson to be learned. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, Bonnie? When you're a professional athlete and you travel, everyone thinks it's a holiday, but it's not. You're out there working. So you're not really thinking about the beauty that surrounds you. But I wanted to ask you, you competed mm-hmm. in nine New Grain Iron Woman series. At what point did you think, yeah. oh, I'm done with the series, I'm looking for a new challenge? Because... You weren't just competing with the Iron Woman series by, you know, well, you were competing, you know, by yourself, but you were, you were competing with your sister, Courtney, who I could only imagine, I would have yeah. loved to have played footy with my brother, never got that opportunity. Yeah. But what, what was it that yeah. sort of drew you away from that to go, oh, I want to chase something else? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and it is so special, um, you know, playing sport with your you know, sister on the highest level. And, you know, in surf life saving, you've got to work with the ocean. And my sister's a master at that. And I remember so many times standing on the line of these big competitions, looking out to sea. And, and Courtney would help me and, you know, tell me where to go. And in races, I was often, often following her line. So she really helped me to get the best out of myself many times. But I remember probably around my mid-20s, I started to sort of lose the love of it. And as you guys would know, just that time, you, you know it's sort of time for a new challenge. And whether it's, you know, playing a few too many games, for me it was sort of a few too many seasons of Iron Woman racing. And I felt like I'd achieved a lot of what I wanted to do. And the ski leg had always been my weak leg, to be honest. I never developed that upper body strength until I was a bit older. And I sort of looked at it as the, you know, absolute peak in terms of, strength and empowerment I thought I want to do that I want to give that a crack and so 
I pretty much started as a rookie ski paddler and built my way up and then started seeing results I'd never seen as an iron woman. So I sort of was really suited to that, that strength in the upper body, but never imagined I'd paddle around Australia or never looked at breaking a Guinness World Record growing up and sort of stumbled into the world of ultra endurance when I read a book about the woman who had the world record for paddling around. Oh, that's that's a good story. Well, tell tell me, what was it like growing up in the Hancock household? Because my brother and I, we were both desperate to become rugby league players and we were so competitive with each other that we'd, we'd come to blows at mm-hmm. times. Was it ever like that in the Hancock household, you and your sister going <laughs> at it, or were you just really supportive of each other? I can imagine women being a little bit different to young boys. <laughs> I think we were more competitive when it came to clothes and sharing right. clothes and people stealing out of each other's wardrobe. Which I was the younger one, so I was always doing that, and I would break in and steal their like glittery boob shoes and things. <laughs> I probably wasn't supposed to be wearing at the age of ten, but uh, you know we were always there to support each other. And I was just surrounded by this incredible group of girls from a young age. And you know it took me until I was eighteen to win Sportswoman of the Year at school, though I was winning national gold medals because the standard was so high and mm. as you know it just lifts you to this other level and it's a friendly type of competition we you know celebrated each other's wins but you know you, you're essentially there and you're in a competitive environment every day I think you you need that to get the best out of yourself and even when I moved to the Gold Coast and joined you know the famous North Cliff Surf Club I was lining up against the girls I was racing that weekend so you get used to racing and it does help with that, you know, the nerves on competition because you're doing it every day almost. I thought you needed to be committed to an institution when I heard you were going to do this <laughs> paddle around Australia. When you left in December of uh, 2021, again, like you said, you went through COVID and then you're going clockwise. And I started thinking mm-hmm. about the scary experiences. Now, I've, I watched a really good movie on Netflix not long ago. It's called True Spirit on Jessica Watson, right. who, of course, mm-hmm. sailed around the world. It's yep. an amazing, amazing movie and a story. And I likened it to yourself, but you're in a smaller, a smaller craft. And I think about the scary things you come across, you know, your crocodiles, your big swells, your whales, your sharks. What's the thing that worried you the most? It's actually funny you mentioned True Spirit because one of the books I read in actually trying to make my decision or make my mind up before leaving was True Spirit. And mm. I read Jess Watson's book. You know, she was so young when she sailed around the world and had so many people telling her she couldn't. And I could so, you know, that resonated with me. And I read that book and that was almost the book that actually got me over the line. I was like, I- I've got to do this, you know, and, and to take inspiration. But I think for me, it was paddling so far out to sea that terrified me. I I often used to get scared paddling a couple of kilometres off the Gold Coast. And, you know, it's 40 kilometres when you stand to the beach and look to the horizon. So I was about 100k out most days. So that's no land in sight. And it's just different water out there. It's very quiet. Um, I found from about 20 kilometres out and further... No, there's no sound. It's just the wind and the waves and you jump at a shadow and, you know, those waters down there south, they're known for killer whales and great whites and just that image of jaws coming up to me, I think. And, you know, when I got to Western Australia, as you said, Matt, the the crocodiles, they, because they're predators. They will stalk. There's stories of Freya who had the record before me being stalked for 100 kilometres. So sharks are a bit more opportunistic and we all know that image of Jaws kind of coming up in that music but then the crocodiles will actually hang around and, and have a good look at you before they get you. <laughs> I actually got goosebumps. My oh, whole man. head went cold then when you were talking about that. 
the big head crocodile, too. Crocodile <laughs> stalking you for hundreds of kilometres. Oh. I mean, I, I can't even. I mean, I think I think the silence would be probably the scariest mm. part, like you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. not knowing. Now, you got to be careful when you say this to a female, of course. But we know you lost a lot of weight during the the paddle. But did yeah. you have to put on yeah. a lot of weight beforehand to use it as as energy? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I actually put 15 kilos on. So, uh, you know, as athletes where we sort of um, do things stuff like saving, it's sort of probably that leaner body composition that's suited to the Ironman racing. And, you know, no two athletes look the same. But, um, you know, I've always done a lot of running and swimming and, and being quite lean. And, um, you know, I knew down south it's freezing. It's a couple of degrees ambient temperature. It's about nine degrees in the water. And hypothermia is one of the biggest risks down there. So six months out, I started uh, adding croissants and milkshakes after yes. my lunch, which was <laughs> lots of fun. It felt like Bridget Jones' diary or something. <laughs> I was putting weight on for the role. And uh, getting to that start line, I didn't feel like an athlete. I felt uncomfortable. I, I was just sort of sitting in my skits, only 45 centimetres across. And, um, you know, I lost exactly 15 kilos right around, but eight kilograms was lost across the Great Australian Bite. So just as I sort of thought and as a dietitian, I kind of predicted um, a lot of that weight was lost down south in the freezing cold. And, you know, what seasickness hit and I could not hold any food down pretty much for two weeks. So my body was using the body fat as an energy source, like you said. Wow, that's amazing. That, that, that's amazing. So, is there a reason why you were so far out to sea paddling? Like, I, I mean, I, I would have liked yeah. to to have seen the land if I, if it's me. Like, is there a reason why you are at times five hundred kilometres off the coast? Yeah, so it's about twenty two thousand kilometres if you were to paddle Australia and hug the coastline, if not more. I did this in 12,700 wow. kilometres. So um, by actually cutting essentially from point to point, uh, you save thousands and thousands of kilometres. So, so you know, almost half the kilometres to actually cut directly across. And I tell you, it was tempting. I wanted to stay in close. I wanted to be in the beautiful turquoise water. But I also bloody really wanted to break this world record. And I knew I was going to get one shot at it. And Freya had gone pretty far out to sea. But... I knew I'd have to go further out to sea than anyone had before to, to break this. So I was willing to do it, and, and it was scary, but I am very glad I made that decision. So the next decision and the next challenge was to write your memoirs, and that's what we're here for, The Girl Who mm -hmm. Touched the Stars. Now, Maddie Rogers has also written a book, Yes, um, A Father's Son, who's a great read as well. Yeah. I can't wait to read this as well. So well, I've spoken to, to Matty, Rat here, about when he wrote his book. He thought it was, he said, one, mm -hmm. it was therapeutic, very. but two, very challenging. Mm -hmm. Yourself, did you, was it a, a challenging project itself? I think they are two perfect words to sum it up. Um, you know, I started writing um, a, a month after I got back. And, and as you know, Maddie, like, you just write from a place of emotion. That's when you write the best. And I found that for me, actually going for a paddle, paddle out in the ocean, it would just open my mind up in a way where these memories would start flooding back and I would sprint in and race in and get my laptop and almost smash out a 6,000-word chapter in that afternoon. Um, you know, I would only have the writer's block when I was sitting there sort of trying to strain to think. And whenever I needed inspiration, I took myself back to the ocean where all of those, you know, experiences happened. And that's how I sort of did it. So, you know, I could remember the conversations. I could remember the coastline clearly that I saw. I remembered feeling terrified when that 
straight white shark came up next to me when the crew was searching at night time with torches for crocodiles. I could still see all of that clearly. So I wrote the book within a couple of months and, um, you know, I was so incredibly proud of it because my, my fingers were still really recovering. They were swollen to about twice the size on this paddle and I couldn't hold the pen throughout the paddle. So, you know, my body was still recovering as I was writing this book, but I feel that was the only way I could do it was just to get in there and, and smash it out while it was so clear to me. And, um, you know, it's an, it's a whole different challenge, even the publishing world, diving in, getting an agent and, you know, getting editors give you brutal feedback and, mm. and expanding. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, it's one of the, you know, I'm very proud of that achievement almost just as much as the paddle, really. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it is. And, and to have it all down and something to remember, something your kids can read, it's, it's mm. such a special thing. But I, I wanted to ask you, obviously, the undertaking is enormous. I mean, paddling from mermaid to surface mm. would do me. I'd. I'd be, I'd be spent after that, but tell me, I mean, you were physically prepared for it, obviously, but, but was it as tough mentally as it was physically? Cause I could imagine some really lonely moments where you're just thinking, am I, do, do I really want to keep yeah. going? I think, yeah, absolutely. The one of the hardest parts of the trip and I write about it in the book is before the great Australian bite, we had to make the decision for my husband, Matt, to stay on shore. Uh, I was about to head out and my crew and I were risking our lives in, in what we were about to do. And uh, I mean, out 500k, you're out of helicopter range, you're days away from help if something is to happen. And um, Matt had to stay on land because we had to get a COVID exemption into WA. So this was mid-COVID, um, WA had closed the borders and Matt was the most capable and competent person to get that across the line. And I mean, remember as well, we, we could only raise half the, the money to get around. So my husband had to continue to raise sponsorship money the whole time. Uh, you know, we sold our cars leading in. We put our life savings into this and yeah. it was just a drop in the ocean. We had to continue to hustle and, you know, we had a, a big sponsor come on board, Ashore and Partners, who were amazing, but we still had to raise money. So, you know, I remember looking at him and trying to keep a poker face as I said goodbye and seeing him get emotional and, and just having to turn away and go back to the boat and then go out to sea for two weeks without knowing what was going to happen. And that was incredibly difficult. And it's hard to explain the loneliness you feel being 16, 18 hours in that ski, not being able to get near your support boat. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And you really do rely on your crew at the end of the day. You need to talk it through and you've got to get back in the water in that same spot each day, no matter what you've seen in that water. So mentally, you're spot on. It was pretty much almost harder, I'd say. And also doing it for a great cause, $65,000 for Gotcha for Life charity, which is outstanding. So to the listeners, the, the book is called The Girl Who Touched the Stars. You get it from Booktopia, in-store at Dimmicks as well. Some of your, your libraries as well is going to be having it as well. And also get on the Instagram, Bonnie Hancock, and click on the link, and that's where you can buy the book as well. It's about fear, courage, resilience, celebrations. So anyone looking for some inspiration and direction, this Absolutely. is the book for you. So Bonnie Hancock, we were so excited about talking tonight and um, we're glad the listeners got to hear your story as well. Thank you so much. Thanks for all the support. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day.
Yeah, welcome back to the show. What an interview there with, with Bonnie Hancock. It's, uh, as we said earlier on, she's such an inspirational person. I, I can't even imagine the pain that she would have gone through both physically and emotionally. And we've got a couple of texts here as well. Uh, Steve from Dubbo said he's already bought the book. He's got it on Audible as well. He said uh, is, to train, he always, he's always got to listen to something. So he's going to listen to that as his next Audible book. So well done. And also 970 says, oh, Blue Singlet says, congratulations to Bonnie Hancock. I also battled dehydration, sharks, crocodiles, and put on 15 kilos when taking a full esky fishing at Shelley <laughs> Beach for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, nice. So we're going to get to uh, as many texts as we can before the end of the show. There's a lot coming through. So on a number of topics. So off you go, Rat. Oh, text. Yep. Yeah, sorry. I was just reading the text. Heel and Luke, he got a faint frame and quite mobile. Cheers, Canara Cowboys, in terms of his NFL uh, yeah. ability. I think Tino Fasilla Malawi. Would be a good tight end. Six five. Yeah, he'd be good. Is he quick enough? Yep. Yeah, he's definitely quick enough. Yeah, yeah. He's tr- he's quicker than Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, hi guys, do you think? Oh yeah, we've read that. Hey Sats and Rat. Hey Rap. What's it like to play alongside the elusive fullback David Peachy? Had so many good fullbacks around the same time, such as Silva, Riolo, Matty Sears from Sporty Gab in Newcastle. Well, I'll tell you what it was like. It was you talk about X Factor. That guy had it in spades. He could do anything. And just he was, and he's one of the best humans ever. Um, and we'd often lose him for a few days at a time uh, when we went to Townsville. He's from Wellington, isn't he? Western New South Dubbo. Wales, Dubbo, is Dubbo, he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So great fella. He's actually he's 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 doing some work with footy out there in Dubbo still. Um, he was coaching the under 18s last year. He one actually, of the world's great guys. Yeah, he actually tipped me into a couple of young fellows that are yeah. now now in in systems in Sydney, which is great. Um, but yeah, every time we went to Townsville, he wouldn't get home till Wednesday. We just knew he wasn't going to get on the plane, so uh, he loved it. And yeah, good on him. He's outstanding. And before we get to the break, key matchup: Manu and Suwali'i on the right, Cobo and Mariner on the left. From Josh, thank you very much. Let's get to a break on Sports Day. Wrap the show up after this. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Oh, we're away. That's it. couple of texts. Hey, hi, guys. My nephew living in Kentucky. Born in Sydney. is going to the game. Hopefully we get 40K. Love the show. Rabgaz. Good stuff, Rabgaz. Mm. Uh, great show tonight. I reckon the NRL team mascots did a run against the Vegas team mascots. The Aussie mascots would win by a country mile. I think so. James mm. is saying, oh, I hate they don't sign Lomax the Roosters. Yeah. He'd and, want fullback money. And gents, Nelson is up for Solomon as a defensive tackle, 6'7 and 135 kilos. He'd be a walk-up start in the NFL. Big chance. I agree with you, Dan. Yeah, He'd yeah. be great. Mm. And No Manners says, things that make you go, hmm, March 3 is known as what if cats and dogs had opposable thumb days. I don't we, know about that. We'd be in trouble. I don't know about that. Thanks for joining <laughs> us uh, on Tuesday night. Thanks to Johnny Cartwright. Thanks to Bonnie Hancock. Uh, Rat is off tomorrow night. It's myself, and Woogie, hope you had a great Tuesday. Hope you had a great Tuesday night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Good night.